This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Supreme Court puts a halt to any further investigation from a special master and CPA when it comes to the Mabel Amos Trust Fund. Montgomery County Circuit Judge Greg Griffin appointed the special master and CPA this past November in a lawsuit that accuses the Board of Trustees on the scholarship fund of self-dealing rather than helping needy children. At the start of this week, the Office of the Alabama Attorney General filed a motion with the state Supreme Court asking that court to step in and stop the process from going further. The AG's office says that board members and the trust fund's bank regions were close to reaching a settlement as a result of an investigation already completed by the AG's office. The AG's office says proceeding further with a special master will only waste money and is unnecessary. There are around 20 Republican candidates here in Alabama who have been disqualified from running on a ballot in 2024. The disqualifications occurred most frequently with candidates submitting a statement of economic interests to the Alabama Ethics Commission. Those documents were to be submitted within five days after completing the deadline for candidacy. Some of the candidates did not know of this new requirement and are not happy to learn that they can't be placed on the 2024 ballot. Mike Matthews is one of them. He's running as an incumbent for the school board in Jackson County. Matthews spoke with 1819 News, saying his rejection was based on a technicality, while he also knows of Democratic candidates submitting their forms much later and still being accepted. Alabama Republican Party Chairman John Wall says these complaints are very serious from Matthews and other candidates and that he's seeking to address the matter. Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers is calling out a U.S. Army general for comments made about the U.S. Space Command in Colorado. Rogers says that the statement from General James Dickinson that the command in Colorado had achieved full operational capacity was nothing but political gamesmanship. Rogers is chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, and he recently put an amendment into the National Defense Authorization Act of 2024. That amendment prevents the Space Command from making Colorado Springs its permanent home. Rogers says that Dickinson's statement is nothing more than an attempt to continue the Biden administration's political decision to locate the Space Command in a blue state rather than in Alabama. And Rogers says it's further proof of deep-rooted apathy towards national security, as well as the truth that Alabama is the best place for the Space Command headquarters. Huntsville Congressman Dale Strong has also issued heavy criticism of Dickinson, saying he's only fooling himself. Two Alabama natives have died at a military base in South Carolina. Officials say that the two U.S. Army sergeants were found dead in separate locations and days apart. The fatalities have been identified as 34-year-old Staff Sergeant Alan Bertram of Cleveland, Alabama. Bertram served 12 years in the Army. The other fatality was 30-year-old Staff Sergeant Zachary Melton of Huntsville. He has served for 10 years in the Army. The U.S. Army of Criminal Investigations is involved in the case, but currently say that no foul play is suspected. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall talks about what is illegal gambling here in the state, according to state law, and how increasing penalties to a felony level would curtail the activity. Marshall spoke about it on the Alabama AG podcast, which is put out by the Alabama Farmers Federation. It's pretty simple. You know, this idea, for example, of electronic bingo, uh, it's completely illegal. I mean, it's a slot machine. The, The Alabama code is very specific about But the Constitution of Alabama makes a lottery itself illegal. So games of chance uh, typically are going to fall into that category. I think the only sort of caveat to this would be a few years ago, the Alabama legislature passed a bill relating to fantasy sports. Uh, Not a game of chance, by the way, and dealing with it as as a game of skill. But that's going to be your limited exception. You know, one of the problems, frankly, 
is the fact that we've continued to allow gambling to be a misdemeanor. And to some extent, we've given uh, certain public officials an excuse to somehow or another either ignore or diminish their role in the enforcement of this. And so if the legislature wants an opportunity to make a difference on the enforcement side, elevate the punishment, create a deterrent for those who would engage in this behavior. Uh, and I think we would see we would see a difference. A Jewish state lawmaker here in Alabama talked about the 200 swatting incidences that occurred this past weekend at Jewish places of worship across the nation. State Representative Philip Ensler of Montgomery also spoke on Fox News about the bomb threat that was issued at his own synagogue here in Alabama. Uh, Words got out that there was a bomb threat in Selma, not too far nearby. I quickly checked our email uh, for our federation and saw that our federation and then uh, congregations in Montgomery also received the threat. Uh, So I immediately called 911, uh, then got in my car and drove the seven minutes over to the synagogue. Uh, We already had an officer there because of ongoing threats for years. We've had a police officer at services with us. Uh, So all our protocols worked. Our our officer and I went in. Uh, They were in the middle of the Torah service, though. Uh, So our protocols worked. We got people out. But to have to interrupt uh, a Sabbath service for this was really, really disturbing and unnerving. Uh, But thankfully, everyone is safe and okay. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the invasion of the U.S. at the U.S.-Mexico border continues unabated with numbers now increasing. The Border Patrol Agency now shows that over 14,000 crossed into the U.S. on Monday alone. These are numbers that have not been seen ever before. 26,000 illegal immigrants are currently in temporary custody with Border Patrol agents only to be processed through and released into the interior. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed three bills into law that give Texas law enforcement agencies more authority to arrest undocumented immigrants anywhere in the state. One of those bills also allocates more money for state troopers to patrol Colony Ridge, which is a housing development outside of Houston that has become a hotbed for illegal immigrants. The bills are likely to get a response from the Biden administration. Governor Abbott maintains that Texas needs to defend itself from the Biden immigration agenda. Donald Trump spoke about illegal immigration at a speech and said that it's poisoning the blood of Americans. The mainstream media had a virtual hissy fit when he made that statement and claimed that Trump was only repeating lines from Nazi Germany. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance was asked about Trump's comments since Vance is a huge supporter of Trump. Vance was asked by a reporter from the Associated Press. Here's how that all went down. Well, look, I've been asked this question a number of times, and here's here's my view on these comments. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I, I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. Can you just go back to his comments, though, sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II? I'm sure you're a student of history. You're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware, you just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. 
Why do you think that Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem? You think he was referring to I think to this fentanyl? is ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being poisoned by a drug epidemic. The, the, to, to, see, to take that comment and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually do some journalism. Should he use different language then? Here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold, speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. Okay. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. Speaking of Trump, the Colorado Supreme Court has ruled in a 4-3 to three decision to remove Trump's name from the upcoming presidential primary ballot within that state. Trump's campaign quickly responded to the court's decision, saying the case will now be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Trump campaign also said the decision was unsurprising since the effort to interfere within the election is being strategized and funded by left-wing groups that are using George Soros money. A federal district court judge in the state of New York has ruled that documents belonging to 177 people associated with Jeffrey Epstein will be released to the public in the first few weeks of 2024. Judge Loretta Preska has set the unsealing of the documents to be 14 days from now. The names of the associates were connected to Epstein either as friends, recruiters to his sex trafficking efforts, or victims of his sex trafficking. The names were all gathered as part of a defamation lawsuit that was filed by Epstein victim Virginia Jeffrey against Epstein's longtime partner, Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell is currently serving time after a 2022 conviction for her part in sexually exploiting underage girls who were victimized by Epstein. In the state of New Mexico, the attorney general there, Raul Torres, filed a lawsuit against all meta platforms for failure to protect children from sexual abuse, online solicitation, and human trafficking. Torres says the media platforms are not safe spaces for children, but rather prime locations for predators and traffickers of child pornography. Torres says his career has been dedicated to ending these horrific crimes against children and companies who put profits ahead of child safety. Torres has been gathering evidence against Meta for the past few months by creating decoy accounts that are supposedly run by 14-year-olds or younger, but instead are run by law enforcement. In the first-of-its-kind lawsuit, the state of Tennessee is taking on BlackRock. The lawsuit against the world's largest financial asset manager was announced by Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Scametti, and it occurred this past Monday. He went on Fox Business to explain. Yeah, the victim is anybody who is trying to make informed decisions about investing. This is a consumer protection case, so it's about the representations the company was making. Uh, BlackRock said two different things. It kept focusing on its fiduciary responsibilities and how it was trying to maximize returns turns. At the exact same time, it was talking about its environmental commitments and how it was going to use its control of the assets it managed to further greenhouse gas reduction goals. What we're really looking for is transparency and clarity. Uh, BlackRock needs to make it clear to investors whether it is pursuing these environmental goals when it decides how to manage assets or if it's just trying to maximize returns. 
And Hunter Biden continues to lurk around in Washington, D.C. and is apparently staying over in the White House. Despite his unwillingness to show up for a deposition with the House Oversight Committee, Hunter Biden was spotted getting off of the Marine One helicopter on the White House grounds, along with his son, Beau, and other family members, including Joe Biden. Fox News reporter Jackie Henrick was covering the landing on Tuesday. We were all just watching the first family's return from Delaware on Marine One, and my colleague Peter Ducey noticed someone hop off the chopper who was not on the passenger list the White House gave us, Hunter Biden. Hunter will have to head back to California sometime soon after the holidays. He's facing felony charges for failure to pay taxes within that state. Those charges were issued just a few weeks ago. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 